The Packers have two choices this Sunday against the Detroit Lions. They can either save their season, fight, and look like a team worthy of caring about the rest of the 2022 season, or they can do what they've done much of the year, and that's roll over and take it from a team that should not beat them. The path they choose will dictate the outcome of this season. It is not hyperbole to say that the fate of the season hangs in the balance. That's not to say if, if the Packers win, everything is great. But if they lose, it's all over but the crime. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Our Friday live show. If you're not hanging out with us here on the Locked On Packers YouTube page, why are you not? We're having fun. And we are going to have fun after Sunday's game. We will get to some of the key injuries here in a second. I want to start the show by impressing the importance of this game. Beating the Lions is not going to prove that the Green Bay Packers are a playoff team or an NFC contender. But it can go a long way in buoying the confidence of a team that had high expectations coming into the season, even with all of the shortcomings we believed they had. The Packers, it was known, had no Devontae Adams, and no Marquez Valdez-Scantling coming into the season. They still had the second shortest odds to go win the Super Bowl in the NFC. Maybe third shortest, depending on where you looked. It was the Bucks, the Packers, and the Rams. Those three. No one had shorter odds than the, the Packers, except the Buccaneers, in most cases. So the expectation was, understanding all of the flaws that this team was going to be an elite group. So can they get back to that place? Can they play to their ability? This is the week to do it. A team that is 32nd in pass rush win rate. They do not get pressure on quarterbacks. A team that is 32nd in DVOA, 32nd in EPA per play on defense. A defense so bad they make the second worst defense look average. I wrote about this yesterday in The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. This defense is atrocious. It might be two atrociouses. That's how bad it is. And so the offense, if it doesn't look good this week after they put up over six yards per play against the Buffalo Bills in a big game that they didn't score points in, but that they moved the ball effectively for much of the game, if they can't make those one or two plays that swings the marginal differences and and makes them a 28-point score versus a 17-point score or a 24-point score versus a 17-point score, it is just never going to happen. So, 
If this team is a real football team in 2022, this is the week you show it. And if you don't, even if you limp to some sort of flaccid 24-21 win, it is going to be very hard to get excited about this team moving forward. Now, the, the math helps because the rest of the NFC is bad. And the Giants are going to come back to earth. The Vikings are going to come back to earth. Hell, the Vikings might lose this week. They are not a one-loss team sitting here, you know, after eight weeks. They're just not. Statistically, pick a metric. They're not. But they've won those games. They've banked those dubs. Dubs the Packers could not, in fact, bank. This is the moment to get on a roll. This is the team you can get on a roll against precisely because they don't do any of the things well that have given the Packers problems. They do run it relatively well, but they don't stop the run effectively. They get up the most rushing touchdowns in the league. They don't stop anybody through the air, anybody. They don't rush the passer. So they don't do the things that make it difficult for the Packers this season to do what they want to do. So the Packers should be able to score points. And on the other side, this is not a good pass blocking offensive line. Green Bay, one of the best pass rushing groups in the league. And this is the week that you convert those pressures into sacks. This is the week Rashawn Gary has three sacks or Kenny Clark has a sack and a half and Devontae Wyatt finally gets in the mix. And all of those things come together and you win the game 31-17. Or... Or it's 24-20, you lose the game, and the season's over, and it's time to put in Jordan Love. I really only see those two options. Like, I don't I don't think if this is a close game late, the Packers will win. I have, I have very little faith that they could pull a game like that out. They are not going to limp to some unimpressive win this season. That's just not who they are. They have done that in the past. 2019, 2020, 2021, littered with games in which this Packers team limped, absolutely crawled on hands and knees like you had one too many vodka sodas and you're trying to get to the bathroom. I don't like vodka or vodka sodas, but it seems like the kind of drink that would make you want to throw up. That, like, I don't think that they would crawl to a win. They have done it in the past. They've been a better team in the past. Better teams can bring their C games and win. This Packers team, the margin, too small. With with the continuity issues at the offensive line, with the receiver question marks, we we still don't know who's going to play. We're going to get to that in a little bit. And so that's that's their option. They get to choose. And I've, I've said this before now. About this team, they have the opportunity and they come out in these games. They had the opportunity in in New York. They come out hot, couldn't finish. Commanders, they need to save their season against the commanders. They come out hot, 14-3. Can't hold that lead. So, season wasn't over then. It's getting late early now. Because you've got Dallas coming up. You've got Philly on a short week. You've got the Texans, or excuse me, the Titans on a short week. 
You've got to go to Miami still. You've got to play the Vikings again. The Bears are playing better. This, this end of season schedule is not a cupcake. Now they're going to be favored, I think, in all of the games that you would want them to be favored in to get back to where they want to get to. I think if you look at the schedule, they're going to be favored in every game except two. You win those games that you're favored in. It's 10 and 7. You're probably going to make the playoffs because you're going to have enough NFC wins. You know, the Jets' loss doesn't kill you. The Bills' loss doesn't kill you. And if you go 5-1 and one in your division, that's really useful. Bank and NFC wins, all of those things. I don't think the Vikings are going to come back down to earth enough for the Packers to catch them. But it would be kind of funny for a team that was, you know, the Packers were in 2019, supposedly, according to Vikings fans, the most fraudulent 13 and three team ever to have some highly fraudulent 13 and four or, or even 14 and three. I can't do the 17 game things team as the two seed, the Packers come in to us bank stadium as the seven seed and beat the Vikings that there would be something really fun about that. I don't think Packer fans would be particularly scared of that matchup if that is, in fact, if the Packers can win enough of these games to get to that place, I think Packer fans would be relishing that matchup. And I think you'd have, you'd have like a 70, 30, 65, 35 kind of split at US Bank. I think a lot of Packer fans would be there for a game like that. But you can't get there if you don't handle business against the Detroit Lions. That is the opportunity you have in front of you. But you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to reach out and actually grab that opportunity. All right, we're going to get to the key injuries in this game, the matchups in this game, and then we're going to take your questions, all of that coming up. So if you are on uh, the YouTube page, sup, um, I'm I'm obviously trolling one of the uh, Vikings fans in the comments uh, on, the, on the YouTube page with some of this Viking stuff, but look, I had to, I had to do it. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize. No, excuse me, not Prize Picks. At Prediction Strike, a different kind of thing, and an importantly different kind of thing. Because what Prediction Strike is, it it is the first ever one of a kind sports stock market. You can invest in professional athletes just like stocks. If you invested in Jalen Hurts one year ago, you'd be up 42.8%. Rashad Penny is up 154%. Kyle Pitts is down 44%. It is so fun. It is so fun. You can invest in four sports, NFL, UFC, NBA, Major League Baseball. It is all there for you. Download the the Prediction Strike app and use the promo code LOCKED for a free share when you sign up and make a deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code LOCKED for a special one-time giveaway. Prediction Strike will choose one person who signs up with code LOCKED and make a deposit to win 100 free random shares. That could be worth up to three grand if you get lucky and get, say, Josh Allen shares. Invest in what you know. Prediction Strike, the stock market for sports. This is, it's a, it's a very fun thing, I have to say. Today's episode is also Brought to you by Built Bar. You guys, I have been talking to you about Built Bar forever. And all they do is keep coming up with new, incredible, incredible flavors. I had a Built Bar today. The, the what was it? The brownie batter chunk puff. Now they've got granola bars. It is, the, the, the innovation that they do is really 
special. I use my own hard-earned money. This is not just stuff they send me. I buy them. And when I run out, I I am jealous of my former self for getting to eat them and and pine for the moment that I can do it again. Get 15% off your next order by using the promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com and try them for yourself. Okay. Also, thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first, or Locked On Packers your first listen. Check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter, the most, the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So we're going to get into the matchups to set the stage for the matchup. Some interesting information from our pals over at Bet Online about where the money is on this game that I think can help us inform if we want to make some wagers of our own. Take a listen. The battle of disappointing NFC North teams struggling Green Bay and their three and five record open as three and a half point road chalk versus the chronically struggling one and six Lions. The number moved to minus three on Tuesday, but Sharps hit Green Bay at that number, moving it back to minus three and a half. Overall, the action is pretty even so far. 52% of the cash and 55% of the betters are back in the pack. So some interesting information there. Normally in a game like this, the Packers would be heavy, heavy. Public favorites, sharp money, all that stuff. They're not right now. And I think that is, is a good indication of where this team is right now. They are... Hopefully, it seems, getting a little bit healthier. David Bakhtiari, back on the practice field. Elton Jenkins, practicing. They could have their full complement of offensive linemen. The Packers have three offensive linemen in the top 50. No, excuse me, the top 30 in pass block um, grade by PFF. It's Yash Nyman, it's David Bakhtiari, and Sean Ronan Jr. They've got four in the top 50. The low man on the totem pole is Elton Jenkins, and he, I'm telling you, is going to be fine. This offensive line is getting healthy. This offensive line is the key to everything. In the second half, they settled down. Not a coincidence that they continued to run the ball, and they found some opportunities in the passing game. Yes, Rodgers had to extend plays and move around in the pocket, but he can do that. He is a master at doing that. So as long as you're not getting beat, right away. And there were a couple of times when that was in fact the case where like Zach Tom just got worked. Well, if Zach Tom's not going to play, then it's not a problem. Zach Tom, by the way, would have the second best pass block grade by pro football focus on the Lions team. If he were a lion, Panay Sewell is the only guy with a top hundred pass block grade among all offensive linemen, Taylor Decker, all those guys, Jonah Jackson, they are not good pass protectors this season. Taylor Decker has been in his career. They are maulers in the run game. They will come down and hit you. And that is the that is the way the Lions are going to attack this game. It is going to be run downhill, play action, try and go over the top. That's the way that they're going to attack this game. The Packers offensively, you, you of course want to stay balanced. Alan Lazard back at practice. Christian Watson moving through concussion protocol. Seems like he is going to be good to go. They might be the healthiest they've been in a, in a couple weeks now. If Lazard can go, Watson, Dobbs, Watkins, Samori Toure, 
Plus, you're getting Kylan Hill back off the practice squad. Josiah DeGuara getting involved in the mix. This is It's starting to look more like the offense by committee team we thought we'd be seeing coming into the season. And that is in addition to Romeo Dobbs having a sort of breakout campaign. Christian Watson was apparently a big part of what the Packers wanted to do against Buffalo. Now, that's his own team, but you want to push vertically. You want to make them tackle. It is not a super fast in terms of pure speed secondary. Buffalo isn't, but they can rush the passer, so it doesn't really matter. It's really hard to beat them deep. That's not the Lions. They cannot rush the passer. They play a lot of man coverage, and you can beat them over the top. You can beat them over the top. This is a great week for Christian Watson to introduce himself to the NFL world and say, yes, I am not a bust, which I you should not be saying if you are saying. I would not be saying that. It is, I think, easy to forget this was a guy who was running with the first team in the spring, who was in training camp as, you know, like as soon as he got back out there, was getting reps with the ones, even despite Romeo Dobbs' impressive spring in training camp. And on the first play of the season, they threw to Christian Watson against Buffalo. First drive of the series, Christian Watson played all the plays. They want to get him on the field. They want him to be a part of what they are doing. And this is a great week for that because this is a man coverage team that is not great in man coverage. Jeff Okuda has, has looked nice at times. But as a whole, this unit is very inconsistent. I think this is a great week to get your running backs involved in the passing game. I think it is a great week to get your tight end, who has been your leading receiver. You know, I wouldn't say more involved, but maybe more involved vertically on some more downfield routes because they're going to have time this week to make some things happen against Dallas, against Philly, against Miami, some of these other teams. They're not going to be able to do that. Now is the time to get this part of your offense humming a little bit. And it gives you a much better opportunity to score against Detroit than it would against some other teams, but you're only playing Detroit. So drop back game. You don't need to rely on all of those RPO screens because in man coverage, now all of a sudden these are these vertical RPOs against a team that can't rush the passer. They become a little bit more viable. How about true play action? How about true run at runs? How about jet motion with Christian Watson? It has been a huge factor in opening up lanes for this offense. This is the perfect chance for the Packers offense to catch a groove, to catch a rhythm. And to go back to the point that I made at the top of the show, if they can't, they just can't against anybody and the season is over and it's time to put in Jordan Love and it's time to play Toure and Dobbs and Watson and all these guys and release Sammy Watkins and maybe even release Randall Cobb and let those guys catch on with contenders because that's not what this team is. It's just not what this team is. I think they're going to do it. I think this week they look like the team we thought they would be coming in offensively, defensively. We haven't talked much about the defense. That's a good segue into the defense. They're going to be relatively healthy. Doesn't seem like Devondre Campbell has a good chance to play. But there's really Josh Reynolds is doubtful with a back injury. Jamison Williams not ready. 
the guy that they traded up in the first round to go get. So it's Amon Ross St. Brown and no one else. Now, the Packers have not had a good track record this season or last when there's just one guy to deal with. Couldn't cover Justin Jefferson in week one. I think we see a lot more man coverage. This is a great week to travel Jair because there really is no one else. And you just don't care if you show some man versus zone towels against Jared Goff. You just don't because you can eat up this front. Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, those guys can go hunt. And you say, okay, Jared Goff, if you can beat that defense, then great. I, there are there are interesting discussions to be had. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to see if there are any tweaks. If we see Darnell Savage more in the box, in the slot, overhang, lurk, robber, all that good stuff. But it comes down to if you can cover Amon Ross St. Brown, you, you win this game. Because he's the only pass catcher that can beat you. And if you're going to let the run game beat you, I don't know. I just kind of don't see that. I mean, they could, they certainly could commit to that if they wanted to. I think the Packers are going to be able to score enough points that finally this is the time where your passing game, your offense is your best run defense. I don't think the Lions can stay patient enough. I don't think Jared Goff can stay patient enough. I think you're going to be able to pressure him into mistakes and that this is that sort of 31 to 14 kind of game. All right, before we finish up here and take some more of your questions and and try and get this all rounded into shape, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easier to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Locked on Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions to apply. And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked on Sports today. The biggest stories in sports, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. I host it. It's a very fun time. I like it. Um, would love it if you would check it out. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So uh, we have a, a question here from, from Coach Dan, Colin Hill on IR. How many snaps do you think we'll see him play this weekend? I think the biggest place you might see him is on kick return. Uh, he was the kick returner last year. That's a great place to sort of reintegrate him into the mix. He's not really getting snaps. Maybe they have a package for him. I, I think it would be interesting if you want to save Christian Watson's legs a little bit. I'd love to see uh, someone like Kylan Hill as the jet man. Because a lot of times in this offense, the jet man is just sort of a, a dead player after the jet. And sometimes he's just like an outlet. I, I think that's a really interesting option for him. Give him a jet sweep or don't. But I think that's an interesting way to use him. So I, I would like that. Um Soaring Eagle says, Christian Watson, arrival coming Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen one of these weeks. He's too talented. They they want to feature him too much. It's going to happen. I really think it's going to happen. And this is a great week for it. The Packers have in previous meetings against the Lions, you know, and they want him. This was the Matt Patricia era, I think, back, to, back in 2020. You know, they, they want to play all this man coverage. And the Packers just ate them up. 
Will you fire Aubrey Pleasant, the defensive backs coach, the well-respected defensive backs coach? Is it so that they can play more zone? That'd be a little weird because you drafted guys like Jeff Okuda who are man corner. But it's, you know, this is this is the week for that to happen. Uh, we have another question. Adam Shine said it would it would have been a mistake for the Packers to deal a two for Claypool. Adam Shine's my guy. Syracuse represent. I don't know about a mistake. I would have understood it if the Packers did it. But at the same time, I would have said they're overpaying. I think Claypool would have been more worth it for the Packers at that price than for the Bears. Because I still think the Bears are going to win like six games. And I think the Steelers correctly gauged that the Bears with Claypool does not marginally improve their team the way that it does in Green Bay. I would have understood it if that's the way Green Bay went. Interesting, though, report from Tom Silverstein that the Packers had a deal. Had a deal done. And the other team backed out at the last minute. And I think that's probably why we got the panic trade. And the Packers, you know, they, they had someone who was going to be an impact player for them. This is according to, to Silverstein stores saying like, it would have, it would have helped it, in a sort of way of like, yeah, it was a big name, but not a name that we've been hearing, which is interesting. So not Jerry Judy, not Brandon Cooks. Obviously not Chase Claypool. Who could that have been? I've been I've been sending out some feelers to ask some people who who they thought it could be. Um, mostly media people before I before I try and you know hit up the the people who might actually know the answer. <laughs> uh, so that I have a little bit more info going into all of this. But that's just that's an interesting nugget. I don't think it was a mistake, but I would have understood it if they did it. And that's a weird thing. I think DJ Moore is is too visible. That was that was definitely something that had been out there. Spencer in the chat suggests Tyler Lockett. That is an interesting name because now in in a post June one world, he would cost a lot less. The thing is, Seahawks won. Like I wonder if they had a deal, and then they won, and the Seahawks were like. Mm. We think we can go make the playoffs. You know, Smith might is like a fringe MVP candidate. It's an interesting name, though. They were trying to take some swings this offseason. I wonder if someone like Corey Davis could have been back in the mix. That They reached back out. He's not been a huge part of the offense. Wilson has been a disaster. Elijah Moore already wants out. Like, you could really streamline that packing order if you traded Corey Davis. That's just... That was just Something to, something to keep in mind there. All right. We are going to be live on Sunday after the game on the Locked on Packers YouTube page. Check us out there. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live like this on a Friday or a Sunday, you can subscribe on YouTube and the Locked On Packers feed to stay Locked On Packers.